0: good morning and welcome to the demolition news business briefing uh, i'm your host mark anthony as ever and as you can see to my side there is neil edwards ceo of the builders conference the man with his finger on the pulse of the uk mm-hmm. construction sector uh, so neil last time you and i were, were sat in this um in our weird little boxes here um, we just come off the back of the uk construction industry posting ridiculous figures of 12 billion uh obviously fueled by more uh, hs2 work nobody was expecting that to continue uh, but have we gone back to some sense of normality or is there still some positivity in the air
1: no there's some positivity still in the air um we normally take kind of the benchmark around the four or five million uh billion stage this this month it's over six billion uh overall it's 6.2 billion with uh 550 projects we've got uh, detailed and over 310 companies associated with those projects. So, yeah, another good month.
0: It's a really strange thing to say, isn't it? Under normal circumstances, 6 billion would be worth getting the party poppers out and, and having the dancing girls on the screen, but straight off the back of a 12 billion. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but it just doesn't feel quite the same, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. Um, and what happens generally, but to be fair, in January, um, a lot of, of a lot of st- projects get started because they get held over from uh, the previous year because uh, we and we didn't have so much of that this year because obviously there wasn't the slowdown for Christmas uh, and there wasn't obviously the, the the party time shall we say or the uh the wind down um, but yeah this year it's six billion look if you look at uh 2019 which was obviously pre-pandemic uh, that was 7.8 billion in January last year uh, last time so um yeah, it, it's down on those figures, but it's a uh, but it's still a significant amount. But when you consider December and November were still very good figures, you can see probably why this month is actually at that level rather than the seven or eight billions where traditionally um, they have been sort of like those levels. Should we say?
0: Now, obviously, last last month was very much queered by uh, all things HS2 and and, and those big projects. Um, We've I I assume we've not got more of that. So where is the uh, where is the 6.2 billion coming from? Well,
1: which is as I said, there's over 550 projects this month that we've actually researched here at the builders conference Um, So it is spread last last month. It was just over 300 so you can see that there is a lot more projects uh, out there Um, and this month It's actually still in in infrastructure, but in a different kind of uh, part of infrastructure. It's in roads. Uh, There's been quite a number of road projects that have uh, been given the green light. And so this is kind of government working to its script. Uh, What it was said it was gonna do is gonna invest, invest in infrastructure across the UK. Uh, And so mainly it is an infrastructure, but the headline act, it isn't a billion pound project, but the headline act is a project over in east london um, and that's for uh, a new housing stroke redevelopment stroke uh, regeneration of a of a whole estate near poplar or poplar to so say not popular, poplar well,
0: one of one of the real high points of the uh, <laughs> east end of london so who who, <laughs> <laughs> who won that one i i, I was going to say if, if ever there was a place that needed regeneration poplar would be fairly close to the top of the list so who's who's won the big one there
1: Absolutely. And and that's actually been won by Hill Partnerships. So they topped the BC Live table this month. Um And I'll, I'll read it from the top. It says the delivery of a regeneration scheme to build approximately two and a half thousand homes uh, at the I think it's Teviot estate. I, I don't know this. Uh, with an estimated value of £940 million. And obviously, that's not going to be all at once. It's going to be a programme of works, so I should think over four or five years. But uh, it is going to be a significant regeneration of that area. Now, following that up, uh, like I said, uh, number two on our list is Morgan Sindel uh this month they've not only come second they've also uh topped the number of projects this month they've taken that uh, accolade away from care group and uh they've picked up 23 new projects with an overall uh combined total of something like 507 million pounds on the bc live list and the, the largest one of those projects is uh is is in the infrastructure in the road sector it's the m40 m42 interchange junctions three and four uh, and it's a collaborative it's it's via highways England's collaborative delivery framework improving the m40 and the m42 motorways so that is a huge job uh, that's worth about 312 million pounds
0: I know when you said um infrastructure and roads i was rather hoping they were going to do a, a quadruple widening of the uh, m20 to um accommodate the, the the stuck brexit traffic but apparently that's that that may still be in planning i'm not entirely sure i
1: think that i think they're putting a few, a few car parks down there near ashford aren't they they're putting a <laughs> massive car parks down there but they haven't quite thought about widening it yet no <laughs> Um Number three on the list uh, is Kia. so that's Sue Morgan Sindel Pip this month uh, to the number of projects but they picked up uh, what is it uh, 18 projects this month uh, with an overall total of something like 311 million pounds and the largest one of those, uh, which they pick is a 200 million pound but it's it's a framework as well. it's for road tunnels and pumping station maintenance contract. Um, it's for TFL um and it's worth about 200 million 200 million over eight years so it's not all in once but it's been signed for them uh there's rotherhithe there's blackwall there's all the tunnels you can think of around that the, 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 the which are uh, managed by tfl yeah and kia highways have picked that project up this month um number four on the list um is is breaking up the uh, the infrastructure, but I'll come back to that. But he's breaking up this infrastructure. Is Redro Homes, uh, so we're back to the housing side of things. Uh, but we need those uh, the infrastructure and the housing to come along together. And that's uh, Redro picked up a sixty million pound project, the largest of theirs, uh, and that's in Cheltenham, uh, in Gloucestershire. Um, so that's mix of three, four, and five bedroom homes. Number five on the list. We're back to infrastructure, um and it's. This time it's picked up by costain civil engineering um, it's a 250 million pound project which is a significant size one it's the a1 Birtley to coal house gateshead um improvement scheme it's about six and a half kilometers of new road widening scheme um and it's junction 65 to 67 of the a1 so yes uh,
0: It'll be an interesting one to watch the uh, the equipment use on that one because Birtley is where um, the excavators are made by Komatsu in the UK. So I, oh. I'm sure I'm sure that they will be hoping there'll be a fair fleet of, of Komatsu excavators going into that one.
1: Well, and I should think there'll be a little bit of um, other other businesses trying to put their uh, logos of signs on their excavators <laughs> right next to that plant. <laughs> yes, sure. right. There'll be a little bit of one-upmanship there. And finally, um, I want to talk about is six on the list is weights. Um, they picked up four projects this month, an uh, overall total of something like just over 210 million pounds. Uh, but the largest of theirs is a uni- uh, it, <coughs> excuse me is a new build and science building at the site of now another word I think it's Tingbergen Building, which is in Oxford. Um, and that's a 200 million pound project and the client is the University of Oxford. So we've already got uh, the Oxford vaccine obviously which is part of uh, our great uh, move forward to get us out of this pandemic. So Oxford are very much a world leader in uh, research and technology and they're obviously extending their facilities up there in Oxford itself. So good good news. All good news. Yeah it is all good news.
0: (coughs) You've mentioned uh, London and the southeast quite a bit. Can I assume that that part of the country is is leading the way again
1: only just only just this month um well only just compared to other figures <laughs> you know, like it's not yes it's uh because of that 9 uh 140 million pound job in uh, east london um yeah this this month it's 1.8 billion pounds uh it isn't the usual big chunk uh you know like two three billion or whatever but it's 1.8 billion but also what is of significance is the midlands region this month uh and they are they're at 996 million so it's just below the billion pound but that's a huge uh sum of money being invested in those sort of areas and thirdly is the northwest um and that's 725 million pounds worth of work um i always mention scotland it's not such a good month for scotland this month it's down to 152 million so um yep that's uh going backwards rather than forwards compared to last month but other regions of of note uh to talk about is obviously the southwest they got 320 million pounds worth of work and if you add obviously up the 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 home counties that also comes up to nearly 450 million pounds worth of work this month
0: now obviously the yeah the the top of the the heap was infrastructure but there's a, a fair old chunk of of housing in there did housing hold its uh its crown or did did it get pipped
1: no housing definitely held its crown this month um yeah it it came out with something like 2.8 billion pounds worth of work this month so another huge investment there yes roads a footpath we we kind of subcategorized it roads footpaths and cycleways this month is 962 million um whereas railways uh, is not too much this month it's only, compared to last month it's only it's only 53 million pounds so you know it, it literally is like after the lord's pen show on that one uh but what also is good news is education sector um and that's something way up in the 823 million pound mark so it seems and,
0: ironic the education seems like an ironic time and given the fact that most of the kids are stuck at home at the moment
1: Exactly, exactly. But what we're also seeing is a huge push towards uh, warehouses and industrial side of things. We are seeing a number of bids and a number of uh, under considerations going through the process at the moment. So the logistics part of the world for big factories or big hubs is definitely being pushed as well. And I can only see that uh, maintaining, if not growing, in 2021.
0: One of the questions I wanted to ask specifically, and we've, we've already mentioned, I think, one framework agreement this month. There was a, there was a big um, framework led to, I think it was 16 or 17 demolition companies last month. The actual make-up and the potential benefit of a framework agreement, obviously, you, as I mentioned at the outset, you keep your eye very much on the pu- – or your finger very much on the pulse of the industry. Are framework agreements – actually worthwhile because there there does seem to be a huge amount of work that goes into getting you on the framework in the first place and even when you've done that and you've committed the resources financial and and human there's still no guarantee that you're going to get the work and if you are that you're going to get the work in any sort of timely fashion
1: you're dead right and that that's the big big thing you're damned if you do and damned if you don't you really should do with these frameworks you should really be there so at least your name is at the front of the queue uh, but those 16 or 17 demolition contractors will be sitting there waiting for the the drip uh, of, of projects coming through. And what sometimes happens is is um, they will still have to, then they'll be subdivided into four or three, four, five uh, of those companies to bid for the smaller section. So all you're doing is getting on a an approved list. That's all it is. A framework is an approved list. And it can take up to... As you say, two, three, four years before those projects come through. So the way our system works, we uh, the way the Builders' Conference works, we put uh, on our on our information p- profile that there is a framework out, but we don't award anything. And as the each project is awarded on that framework, because so we link it up to it, the framework value comes down, but then obviously the contract award value goes up. Um, because they're be, they're actual real jobs, so you're not actually double accounting, uh, because that would actually mean you'd get a skew in the actual uh, the, the, the figures. So you wouldn't have a correct figure. You'd have a, a billion pound framework, and then you'd have a billion pounds worth of work, and, and that's two billion pounds when there's only really one billion pounds worth of work in the marketplace. So you could be caught out there if you're not careful.
0: It's it's strange. I mean, I I, I, I appreciate your, your explanation that it's an approved list and and, and that kind of thing, but. I, is that not where we are with with PQQs and, and pre-qualification? Well, it, it seems like a, a pre-qualification for a pre-qualification. It, it, seems, it uh-huh. seems like a, an awful lot of work, um, potentially for, as I say, no guarantee of return.
1: It is. Exactly it is. Um, it's a pre-qualification and then an approval system afterwards to show that you can do those sort of projects. I think what you need to... Or what we need to understand is that technology, uh, the digital side of things, hasn't yet been fully embraced by an industry, uh, whether it be the professionals or all or, or, or the contractors or the subcontractors. Because this information should really be on file somewhere, digitally held or whatever, um, and therefore not have to be reinvented, reinvented every single time when there's a, there's a framework coming out. It used to be, uh, when I was working on the other side, shall we say, it used to be the biggest pain for all of us to do uh, our prequels, PQQs for a number of people, but also get accredited by a number of accreditation schemes. And then when a job came out, sometimes you had to go to an interview as well before you'd even got the actual tender. And you think to yourself, how many many jumps, how many hurdles do we have to go through? So it, it, it can be... Uh, a nightmare in administratively wise, but if you don't do it, you're not going to get there. So you've got to do it. You've got it's got to be part and parcel of, of the business.
0: Yeah, I I think one of the things that strikes me as interesting. I I know this is part of the uh the Builders Conference in uh ethos is this increasing efficiency. You know those as, as you rightly say, you know, those systems do exist, you know, Builders Profile and, and a whole host of others. I, I I I'm not entirely sure I understand what the benefit is to the contractors that are listed on there i'm not even convinced there's a, a huge advantage to those companies that or those organizations that are putting the framework in in the first place it, it just seems to be a double handling in at a time when we can afford double handling
1: i think it's a case if you really if you want my opinion is the fact that it's because we've done it like that always we just keep doing it like that there is no invention going you know it's We've done that for the last 50 years we're going to do it for the next x amount of years um yeah you, you're right Co- companies need to be masters of their own uh, data and information um as in governance in any way if they want to be checked out and, and whatever so to have a as builders profile does it for the subcontractors um you just keep your profile up to date, you, like you would do on your LinkedIn, like you would do on any kind of social media thing. Um, and you'll keep, keep it up to date. So the the basis of the information is there. So somebody else can look at it without you know fear or whatever, just look at it and say, okay, they've got a uh, professional indemnity insurance up to 5 million. That's what we need on this particular project. Their health and safety records are good. Uh, and all their other documents are in place. I'll at least call them and, and, and chat with them. So it cuts out that pre-qualification set of information. It's uh, it, We need we need change, and digitally the contract, construction industry is a little bit behind the times. When we are actually striving, we think we're very good, when we're striving for analytical information, we haven't really got that at our fingertips sometimes.
0: Obviously, it's the end of the... F- well, it's the beginning of the second month, but it's the end of the first month of the year. What do you What do you have in mind for twenty twenty one? I mean, obviously, we've come off the back of a very good month in December. We've got another good month in January. Um, is that going to carry on? Uh, uh,
1: anecdotally, we hear uh, there are some issues out out there at the present moment in time. Um, if we keep carrying on at these numbers, I. I can only but see good news shall we say but but what we are hearing is the issue and i think you you did talk about it is is the issues with brexit the amount of materials that are a little bit delayed and what i mean by a little bit it might only be by a week but when you actually aggregate that across many different sites across the uk um, it does cause an issue Um, so we are seeing some problems there and I, I i noticed in the press today that um there is a lack of confidence in smes uh saying that probably uh, i think that's i think that saw sort of the figure of 1 in 8 will not be around in 3 months time uh, which is what is it 12% of the work 12% of the number of contractors out there which if you take 2000 or whatever you know that's uh, as It's over 25 or whatever uh, companies that are not going to be about, if not more. Um, Sorry, it's more than that. It's 200, isn't it? 200 companies are not going to be about or more. Um, So I I really want to see what happens by the end of March, really. Um, I think it's too early to make any quick snap decisions now. Um, When we finish the furlough scheme as it's now come out, I think it's now till March, I think now that will be the time um we will understand our future uh, within construction but if the government is committed to its what it keeps saying about it's going to invest in infrastructure and i know there's also talking about a was it a tunnel under the thames another project there um it that could be a part of uh, bringing us out of recession as the UK, you know, uh, in the construction sector. But it's all if buts at the moment, isn't it? There is no firm evidence, and it's the same with us. We see that tender numbers are decreasing um, over the over the last four or five months. Now we don't know whether that's because lack of investment or lack of people, because they're not very well or they're they're off isolating or whatever um there is no data to it there is nothing to it but we are seeing a drop in the number of tenders and I know that a lot of businesses are looking at their business plans which they may have done four years three years whatever uh to realign themselves in 2021 and then start again in 2022.
0: It was interesting you mentioned Brexit and uh, the supply of materials because you know to a large degree we've we've largely perfected the the concept of just-in-time deliveries haven't we and all of a sudden that's just in time might not just be just in time um, we, we need to take a bit of a step back and, and look very closely at that don't we
1: we do and i don't know whether the introduction of um these big warehouses that we're seeing which are going to be like uh, central hubs for certain things there's lots of ways i understand you can get over this um and, and one of the one of the ways of doing it is setting up a regional office or a hub office over in over in europe somewhere um but why do we have to get over something uh, why can't we just do something different you know that's just short circuiting the actual um the problem we need a real solution at the end of the day um <clears throat> and yeah we are we are a perfectionist at just in time and um yeah that could uh, uh especially with a lot of the uh housing projects that we're doing which is obviously significantly uh uses Uh, products from the from Europe uh, and and Sweden and places like that Um, I don't know where it's just gonna be brexit I also think it's gonna be the pandemic you know people are are closing some of their borders and that's just gonna um, cause us more issues as we go along so I think it's it's gonna be a a, a, both of those things that are going to actually affect us going forward
0: I always give you an opportunity to to plug the builders conference services, but I I think now more than ever, despite the fact that we've come off off the back of two very good months, you know, that, that ability to put your finger on the pulse and and find out the way the wind's blowing. I'm mixing my metaphors a little there, but you know, that, that ability to actually see exactly what is going on is going to be vitally important. So where do people find out more?
1: Well, you, you can, you can, go to our website which is buildersconference.co.uk um, and you can press the link there to ask for an online demonstration or you can call us um we're still uh, re- working remotely but all telephones are coming through to us which is 0208 770 one. and and the, as i say as mark says the information that we give is is validated we what we're very very fortunate at is that we got a very good set of researchers um that have got fantastic relationships with a number of or a lot of businesses across the uk which we discuss things and we can even talk about the football over the weekend which is not normally a normally a good idea if you're a palace fan but um but but um but yeah we, we speak to all those people and, and the information as soon as we get it and it's valid it goes live it's there it's there for you to see and you can follow it up it, and the system itself it, we is digitally advanced, so you can actually use it as your own CRM tool. It's got a, it's got its own um, calendar system in it, which can give you up, you know, uh, messages to say you need to phone up X Y Z, or you can just link with certain projects, and then you get automatic updates on that. It's, it, it's, it's a hugely advanced uh, platform, um, and also the the one of the benefits, which is not out there uh, anywhere else, is the fact that each subcontractor or, or supplier or main contractor can can send us its photographs of the site and just like you do on LinkedIn and everything else and you, we can highlight them on the site so that it can show you the site you can show you what your business does if it, if it is if it's, if it's, we are hoping to put videos up there so, shortly so it's it's there for the actual construction industry but at the same time it gives you absolutely valuable uh, construction information on projects and sales leads
0: I think that's an interesting point, actually. Obviously, Builders Conference is a trade association. and I think we're in an age now where trade associations need to deliver more and more value. Um, and and that level of information and and also providing members the ability to showcase their products and services and, and their capabilities. That is delivering that more value, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and it's all part of the service. It's all part free of the service because we are ones because we actually... Like you said, we're a trade body. So therefore, we work for you. Um, and so we are a not-for-profit. Um, all, all investments are, are reinvested um, and make sure that we can actually provide something better for you. And we're trying to promote your services or the people's services. So if if there is a, a new huge job you're doing or, or, or whether it be demolition, whatever, and there's a new machine on the site, fine. Send us that. We'll put it on there um, and we'll link it to the site and you'll see it. Straight away,
0: it sounds like I'm missing a trick. There, I need to send you some of our photographs. <laughs> In absolute truth, I've not been out of, out of the office for, for several weeks. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I get back to work, I'll we'll keep you informed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: it, we we do understand it, but yeah, we, that's what one of the things we try to do is to make it like a LinkedIn, uh, because that was that's obviously very successful. But it's you see lots of stuff on LinkedIn, whereas this is just a construction based website. So yeah, it's uh, if there is a as I say removing of a gas works which is obviously uh a, a quite a, a unique type of project the machinery there we put that up there um, and as i say we can link um to videos if they're on youtube and things like that but we haven't got the facility as of yet to have our own uh, video streaming on the website as well um, but that's a, that's an enhancement we're looking at trying
0: to do the, the interesting thing from that point of view i i often point out um to well, used to do it to the children probably do it more to the grandchildren now you know there used to be a safer <laughs> center there now that's been flattened and it's now houses or, or possibly vice versa you, your system actually has that capability you you can literally chart it from here was a building then it was gone now it's something else and almost like an extension of BIM but but, but purely factually based isn't it
1: absolutely yeah we can have the before during and after um and 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 then- it can we go on from there because obviously, from cradle to the grave and beyond—that's what we're we're talking about. You know, it's uh, um, yeah, it's it, it, the system itself is hugely. uh it, it can grow as much as it wants. Uh, it hasn't had any boundaries as of yet. What we did when we actually originally set the process out was to say, right, that's our vision, but we need it to be bigger and bigger and bigger. So we don't have any kind of uh, boundaries to stop us going anywhere. And that's what we've done. It's been built like that
0: that's fantastic Neil I, I know you've got better you're, you're clearly not dressed like that to to sit here and talk to me so I'm, I'm sure you've got bigger and better things to be doing so' I
1: thought I smart today <laughs>
0: yeah, and and I didn't get the memo so what, what can I tell you uh, it's been a pleasure as always um I, I, I will um, get this up and out onto our YouTube channel it's already been on Facebook and on Twitter as well this time um which is uh, is a bit of a first um so thanks a lot for all your input and your uh information uh, I hope lots of people pick up the phone and, and give you a call and, and sign up because as i as i said previously we are going to need our finger on the pulse probably even more than ever so neil once again all the very best thank you speak to you soon and I've just pressed the wrong button, which leaves Neil in here and just me on the screen. Right, I'm going to sign off because I've got to get back onto doing something else. So um, hope you enjoyed that. hope that information was worthwhile. It will be up on YouTube in the next half an hour or so, should you need to go back and check any of Neil's facts. Um, but easier way to check his facts. Go to bclive.co.uk. The facts are all there. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for uh, tuning in. Have a great month. Have a great week. I'll see you all again very, very soon. All the best.